Hello, everyone out there in Baseland. It's Steve Rajo, and this is the Base Hangs Podcast. I believe this is episode seven. So I uh, hope everyone is doing well out there. Uh, date, it is, uh, what is today? April 12th, and actually it's Tuesday, and we just had our uh, Base Hang Day at the Base Exchange this past Sunday, April 10th, and it was incredible. I'm still recuperating just from all the prep time and, you know, takes a <laughs> took a lot to, to organize it, but it was awesome. We had some great, incredible companies donating stuff to give away. Uh, we had DR contributed, Olyate Pickups, Oliva Capolo, Jimmy Capolo from Oliva Capolo, uh, Labella, Roland, the boss, and I'm sorry if I'm forgetting anybody, but I think that's it. But then we had a ton of manufacturers come out. We had um, Wilkins, Boss, Roland, Exotic Bases, Kala Bases, um, GNL, Schroeder Amplification, Wilkins Road Tested, Tensor Bases, Form Factor Amplification. I mean, it was it was incredible, and it was just a great, awesome day of just bass players just hanging out, meeting each other, talking shop. Um, and just having a lot of fun. So um, thank you, huge, huge thank you to all the companies out there that, that showed up and helped and really supported the bass hang. So yeah, so on this episode, um, doing a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, um, subscribe to the podcast. Check out thebasshang.com. Uh, we have t-shirts now. So if you're interested in the t-shirt, check that out. We got some stuff for sale, some Wilkins bases, um, some exclusive Marco bases are um, going to be offered up. I will get those and post those. Um, but first up, we uh, are going to, uh, basically it's myself, Doug Keppen, and Howard Allgate, and we're just geeking out on some bases. Actually, um, we have a Marco base here, we have a Wilkins base, and an Allgate base, and we just geek out and talk about equipment and gear and the different things that are in the bases, and it's actually pretty fun. Actually, the Wilkins bass has an Audair preamp, so we kind of go into that and the different sound clips of that. Um, anyways, I hope you guys enjoy it for uh, this time, and I do have a lot of uh, equipment coming up for review. I got my hands on an Alinto P-Bass, so that is really cool. Going to demo and review that. Got some Labella white nylon tape um, you know, the tape wound strings, the white nylon strings. So I'm going to demo those, but, um, yeah, enjoy the podcast. And again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is the only, uh, blah, 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 blahing that you're going to hear. So go to the basshang.com, go to SoundCloud, find us, subscribe to our podcast and that's it. All right, guys, have a great one. Enjoy the podcast. So we have uh, the bass hangs Doug Keppen and the bass hangs Howard Allgate. Hello. Allgate pickups and everything that is Allgate. We're live at the bass hang studios. We're live at the bass hang studios and uh, we brought some stuff. We're going to play some things. Howard uh, brought over a custom made tele bass that he made. And um, yeah. And we're 
we're playing through a uh, form factor ceramic 112 with a mark base head. That's a 12. Yeah, that's a 12. style pickup under a single cover but it fits under a gibson thunderbird style cover because it doesn't look big enough exactly Thank look you. yeah it doesn't look big enough well, to have like a p pickup split under. it's in there it's really in there yeah really yeah nice. it's a cool it's a cool look it's yeah, a actually. it's a real that kind of ties it all together with the chrome cover and the bridge and yeah covers.
really nice. It's yeah, good. Very warm. So, I think it works well with that amp as well. The Mark bass, yeah. I think the Mark bass amps have, uh, they add a certain warmth to the tone, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a real pristine, um, pure tone. I mean, it is. It's a very clean, nice tone, but there's something warm about those, those amps. They just sound really good. Yeah. That's an old one. Don't you have? You, we all have that amp, yeah, don't we? The little Mark II, yeah. Really I got rid of mine. You got rid of yours? I'm just really happy with it. Yeah. Because of that, it sounds good on gigs. I think it sounds really nice. Yeah, this has been a staple. But yeah, and the horn, the horn adjustment on the side. Yeah, very but smart. Pretty cool, huh? You don't have to climb over the box yeah. to get to the back to figure out where your settings. You can just actually reach it and see it. It's a pretty badass horn in the cab too. I'm surprised I, I like the, <laughs> the Neo also. Yeah. Yeah. The Neo is real crisp and articulate. You hear every sparkling detail. Um, but you know, it doesn't seem harsh to me. Mm -mm. No, no. We were doing that testing yesterday. It was, yeah. Good. But this thing sounds fat too, man. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm surprised also with the, it's not a deep cabinet. It's a tall yeah. cabinet. How it sounds good, man. So here, okay, let's do this. Since we're geeking out, what is that? So that's the Jewel M700 power amp. Okay. It's got the high legs or whatever. It's not the. It's not the ice. ice. It's not the ice power. It's a better one. You, you know, are you familiar with Jewel Potter? The Potter stuff, Monique preamp. Yeah. That's his power amp. Okay. Think. So it, it's pretty badass. It's a conservative 700 watts. I think it's way more. Um, and then I just, I'm going through the MXR, just bass preamp. Your bass preamp pedal? Yeah, and that's actually Kerry Nordstrand. I have to get it back to him. He lent it to me just to kind of try out. So, no, he knows. I'm going to get it to him. That's probably the bass hand. You know what, Kerry? I think I'm taking it home. <laughs> that's mine now. So, let's, let's plug into that. So, let's plug into that, and we'll hear the GS112 cab. There you go. Way different. It's way different. It's good. I, I like the cabs, man. I like the old old Aguilar GS 112s, man. Just big ceramic. They're fatter because I think they're you know they're deeper for one. And that's with the horn. That's horn off. Just well, that horn makes a big difference. Yeah, just goose up a little bit like this one. So it's a different tone. I I two of those Aguilar GS 112s is is a big sound. <laughs> yeah. This is a different tone. It's it's got more fundamental bottom. Yeah, sure. I think so. Which which I think works well with this bass because it's well more, too. Yeah. In, in the upper mid-range. Yeah, more upper mid-range to it. This kind of rounds it out. This yeah, this definitely has more of a rounder. Yeah. It's nice to have a variety. Yeah. <laughs> Full, round, yeah. warm, they just do everything right. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard I've heard you play these live. I don't know none of these, but yeah, they sound great. They sound good, man. Yeah. And two of them stacked is just like, bam. It's big. It's a big sound. So yeah. Here we'll go back to the. Go back to. What's that? Yeah, we'll go back to a form factor just because I don't really mess with this ceramic one too much. Sounds good too. It's, I mean, crisp. it's, it's got crisp. a real nice crisp sound. Yeah. Space you buy directly from him. Cool. Um, and basically, I, I guess the way it works, you look at his website and he has like everything that's in stock. Yeah. Without pickups and preamps, so you can kind of go in there and then tailor the tailor your base that you pick out. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, well, I want I want North Strand pickups. Yeah. I want the whatever. I want an East preamp in there. This base retails for under a thousand dollars. Wow. Nine ninety nine. I think like eight eight hundred in the eight hundred range. So it reminds me of the Marcus Miller sire sire probably made in the same place. It, it's exactly, and the Marcus is like a good squire with the preamp. <laughs> right, twenty one frets. You get an extra fret. Yeah, I mean literally, this is a Marcus Miller bass. Really? <laughs> this is the Marcus Miller sire, dude. It is. Yeah. Yep. It it it's. These are your pickups, right? I so made those pickups. They're uh, hum canceling. I was gonna single say. coil. Is there a preamp? Uh, no preamp. No preamp. No preamp. No preamp. Okay. I can hide stuff in there. Nice. Um, question. Why is there a weird space here? Well, the, the plate, this plate is actually like a 1962 jazz bass. With the stack pot. pot. Okay. Normally the jack would be in this third position. Yeah, yeah. Two stack uh, pots okay. there. I have a tape measure. We need to. I got something we can measure with. Oh, yeah, right here. 
I got it right here. I'm not touching that. <laughs> Literally. No, 60s. It's 60s. Yep. It's like three point six. Yeah, 60s. Awesome. Four would be there. And that's the same with the sire. 60 spacing, not oh. 70s. <laughs>
right? It's good bass. Yeah. Yeah, action is nice. Plays really nice and easily. That feels good. I like the mid-rangey focus of it. It's really nice. Yeah. Cut. You know, right through. Yeah. I like your pickups, dude. Thank you. Oh, th wait, those are single coil? Hum cans. Hum cans. Dude, they sound they're split coil. It's just not, there's just not, to me, yeah, it's a little little different, but it's, it's just not that much of a compromise. No. You lose a little edge, mm -hmm. I think. The, so, this Marco, my favorite Marco, is actually hum canceling. Those are not single coils. Killer, this Helm's killer. Yeah. So it's like, wow. You know? Yeah. Plenty of bite. Yeah. You can play the country and the western on it. Both 
from you. Okay, we can get him at the base hang now. Yep. Awesome. All right. Do you do you have any other stories or not really or? All right. All your pickups are pretty much either yeah. through me. Yeah, or me. Or, or the base hang. And I prefer that you go to the base hang. There you go. All right. Because cool. I have, it's hard enough for me to make them, let alone sell them. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you want to play something else? Yes. Let's try some other stuff. That thing sounds killer. That sounds great. Um, what is this, man? Maybe Marco. What is this? This is a Marco. A Marco 24 fret TFL. Very, like, ornate and just... Is this yeah. an oil finish on the neck? I think so. I think. I don't know. I'm bad, you know. Oh, you What happened? In. Here, go ahead and plug that in, and then you plug this in. What? Yeah, it's a, one of those silent jacks. It's not very good, because sometimes it pops and buzzes. Is that... Yeah. It comes apart. It comes apart. Yeah. So it is a, like, a flame maple top, alder body. Um... Rosewood neck, rosewood fingerboard, flame maple. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. It's just That's stunning, you know. Yeah, this is unbelievable. It's it's good. It has it's humbuckers. He has his humbucker pickups in it. Poly finish on the body. I, I guess is that what it is? And then the um, let's see spacing. It's a pretty close spacing back here. It's a little thick, but but I think this is in the maybe the bridge. Everything's moved back a little bit, right? Looks like it. Looks like it because it's 24 fret. Yeah, a lot of room here. So that bridge pickup fairly close it's, to the bridge. It's fairly close. And so what you have is master volume, and you have push pull, passive active, treble, mid, bass. When you find the center is there, it is. That's both pickups. Right? 
definitely feel it. I, yeah. It's a pretty stunning bass. I haven't, yeah. I, 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 it's beautiful to look at. Yeah. Beautiful to hear. Beautiful to play. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really nice bass. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's stunning. It's fabulous. Come on. I know. I can't. <laughs> I was so enamored. <laughs> it's superb. <laughs> With a snap up. I measured it. Yeah. 35. So if you go I feel it. 35. It's 35, man. Yeah. My white one. The white one is like 34 and a half. Or pretty close. It's it's 34.5. My white relic. Yeah. Okay. And I think my fretless Marco is also 34 and a half. Yeah, this is true bad boy. What I want to do, I think eventually I want to get a hip shot and go down to A. Yeah. Let's see how A works on it. Do one more. I want A. Yeah, whole step down. Oh, yeah. It's a Probably raise it up a little bit, huh? Or, yeah. If I want to go to A. But it's still... Low, buddy. It's low. It's the gospel guys do, man. The gospel guys, they all, they tune down a whole step. Everything a whole step. Yeah, the whole bass is a whole step down. Yeah. How's it set up? So, okay, I reset it up because it had, it had, um, super steps on it. And I'm like, oh, is the setup okay? Setup great. Yeah? It's low. It's very low. It's low. And I... I like it a little higher myself. I, I, I know, I do too, but I was like, let's see how low I can get. It's a hot rod, so why not? It's not really buzzy anywhere, right? It's pretty cool. No, it's fine. Fine, right? Yeah. Doug. Come on, Doug. I like, it. I like it low. I like low action. He likes it low. Definitely. Yeah, stretch them fingers out on that long bass. Oh, dude. Yeah. It, you know, I've been playing it on gigs, and it's it, it, it gets com more comfortable. Yeah, it gets more comfortable. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I played this bass before and I didn't realize. Didn't realize yeah. it was 35. It's I, that comfortable. It's pretty comfortable. Yeah. Oh. What a great low B. It's a great low B. It's a really, really good low B. It was 30, 35, you know? It's yeah. great when you get a 34 inch with a nice low B, but almost always 35 inch scales can have a good low B. Tone on that is pretty rad. Yeah, that's your panning. 
and then master volume. That's so you can remove it if you want, or yeah. I don't want to mess up the finish. It just snaps on. That's what that's what Pat was thinking too. Sorry, that's our next upcoming bass, the Wilkins. What? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you like the and the passive tone on that? It's really cool. You can roll off. So that becomes passive. Um, yeah, that travel knob is brilliant. It, it's great, right? Glock and clang, man. Glock. I like that pre. Being a very traditional passive, I I, I welcome the the hot rodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nice to have, you know. Tuning is what that acronym is for. 
And I've been using them on bases, and I, I love the feel, man. Yeah. They feel good, right?
You don't see five string basses this light. No way, dude. It's insane how light it is. And the, the thing is, what's great about it though, is yeah. this bass balances really well on a strap. It's not neck heavy. Here you go. Seven and a half pounds. Yeah. It's not neck heavy. Balance is really nice. That's, you know, crazy. And it might need a little bit of a, might need a little setup. Uh, master volume. So this is the on air pre. So master volume, pickup panning, mid range, bass and treble. Bass. Uh huh, treble mids but what they say is that it's not really a mid thing like right here would be that there's no active passive okay all right but what they say is that with this little thing the it changes the capacitance it's three three positions it's but... three position switch but it's three position with the mid-range oh. like that like that and it's like a mid-range cutter boost but the way they explain it it's like a, it changes the, the capacitor. Oh. That's what they, yeah, it, it's, it's cool. So, okay, let's just turn the mid up all the way. Okay. That's all the way, that's the very down That's position. like a low, uh, boosting the lower mids. Boosting, yeah. Mid mids, right? Mm -hmm. And then high, and then high, yeah, mids. high mids. Exactly. That's what the mid, that's very that was, exaggerated. Yeah. That's a very exaggerated yeah. example, but. But it, it actually is pretty cool. Like keep playing, now cut that low. starts going if it starts blinking five times that means you have 10 hours to change your battery so if you're on a gig your gig's not going to be 10 hours you're going to have ample time to change it so that's how they get away with kind of like hey you don't need a bypass because you're going to know if you plug in and that little blue light starts flashing a bunch that you need to change so i get it i that get makes it sense. it makes total sense you know at first at first i was a little bit skeptical because it's like oh it'd be nice to gig but you know what you'd be kind of the batteries these things probably last hundreds it's, of hours though, right? that, but that's yeah. the trouble is like that happened to me i had a five string yamaha yeah. playing a, a gig yeah and all of a sudden i'm all distorted because oh. you think it's battery's not gonna die it hasn't yeah. it'll never die you know at and least there you have a warning you just forget. <laughs> at least so you have a warning i like this you just can't go into paying, playing the bass passive if you want to that'd be only yeah, yeah. You want like, to hear what that sounds like. It you is like nice it. to... Yeah. So let me... Um, I mean, the Marco sounds so good, passive. You just play it that way. I know. If you don't, if you don't need to dial in tone for the room, play it passive. So the... the I don't know how light this is. It's, it's so light. Yeah, but it's, it's crazy. It's, it's nice hearing the difference. This one has such a... Like a pokier mid... Kind of... Has this big round, like modernish sound. And so that's 34 inch. That's 34 inch. Yeah. Yeah, that's rock and roll, man. 
Prozy. Prozy Adair. And the Z mode switch is what they call that three position mid range. And mid Z and center position, the sound of your passive bass. You will not lose your passive sound, but you will gain more touch responsiveness and better pickup mixing. That's what they say. The high Z is the brightest one. Uh, it's like a higher resistance capacity. So, yeah, so they talk about it being, uh, for example, if you remove a 220K ohm Fender pot and change them to 500K ohm pots, the sound will clearly change. <clears throat> so that's how that's what they're doing, is they're kind of basing it off of that, changing capacitors or capacitance. Capacitance. Right. I couldn't say that word a little while ago. Yeah. That was a tough word for me to say. Capacitance. Yeah. My, my ESL was coming out, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, so, but I like Howard's description. I, that, yeah, audibly, that's what I hear. Oh, yeah, that's no, what my no, mind tells me. Yeah, no, low, mids and high. That's mids. that's how I absolutely. That's more of like oh, mid switch. But I'm just yeah, you know what they're saying. So is, is that the switch is changing the impedance of the input of this preamp? Yeah. So in summary, the Z mode switch gives you three organic starting points from which you can adjust pickup balance and add tone control to make getting the sound you want easier. That's quoted from their website. Okay. So. It's interesting. I mean, I think it's cool, man. The LED battery meter, so um, when your battery needs to be replaced, the LED will flash a notably faster sequence oh. for five seconds. Oh, let me try to help you. There you go. So Sorry. yeah, so it'll, it'll uh, but then you still have 10 hours plus of playing, <laughs> but you must change it before your next gig is what they say. So I think it's cool. I think it's, uh, you know. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's a, uh, <laughs> It's snappy, but it, it's just it's that hip shot hardware. Yeah, it's got the hip shot ultralight stuff and a style shot, bridge. A style bridge. Hey, can we run it through the Aguilar? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Let's do that. <clears throat> so that was that was still the form factor. And now we're gonna go through the MXR bass preamp. And the um, and the Aguilar GS one twelve and the M seven hundred Jewel. So uh, it's it's Whoa. got more bottom end yeah. for sure. True single coils. So sometimes, sometimes it does get a little bit buzzy, but right. Yeah, What's that? Just don't let go. No, just don't let go. So it, it's you know I think it it really it mimics a an, an early you know uh, passive jazz bass, but with some. Finish. Pat Wilkins finishes are just. What do you? That's so. This is 
metallic purple. No, he calls it blue sapphire. Blue sapphire. Yeah. But it's a it's a matte matte finish. finish. Yeah, almost. not glossy. Not glossy, matte finish, and not pearl. Doesn't have any pearl. But it's um, yeah, it's it's a badass bass, man. It's I've been I've been gigging with it too, and it's. our preamp no compared to other ones i think it's kind of flat and, and it's a little bit i don't know a little flat sounding to me no, it sounds sounds good but when i start comparing it's not my favorite preamp i don't know i like the enabler um i like my uh i like all the a design stuff the kgb oh yeah oh, okay. actually <laughs> let's get crazy Cinematic. 
Cinematic Transformer. I think it has a Cinematic input and output. So is the EQ on this is more of a neutral? It's neutral. It's for instruments. It's for anything. Whereas yeah. the EQ on your Mark bass is more bass oriented. The Fletcher Munson curve? Yep. I think so. Is it really? Is that what it's set? I'm not sure. I'm asking Like you. the basement? I don't know if it's set at that. I don't know. I don't know if it's Fletcher Munson as much. Okay. As like the... the like the whole dual show bass. Exactly. Fender show. Bass. Or the Fender TVP, the, the bass pre. The Demeter preamps are like that. You can sit down. So that's the KGB as a preamp. It's oh, got okay. a really pristine sound. It's super pristine. Yeah, I, I think it's nice and warm, and I like it, man. It's got some real iron in there. It has real iron for sure. It is. Yeah. It's real. Where are these made? Shoot, A Designs is in Woodland Hills, I think, up in LA. I think that's they're local. Yeah, I have their Ventura, and I have they make the Red. They oh. make the Red Di. That's the same company and the Ventura. My channel, my mic free channel script yeah what do you think Doug <laughs> Doug again it's, it's just he's left the conversation yeah he's in the bass world how do you think this one's set up it's come great. on it's, it's okay good yeah yeah I, I mean I'm playing it like it's like that it's easy it's easy to play I haven't had such easy like low action basses <laughs> It's a wild either. Kind of nice, getting spoiled. Because you're not playing vintage bases. I, I know. Um, <laughs> well, I play my 73. What? Yeah, that's a nice 73. Don't scoff at the 73. Howard is anti-vintage bases. Oh, I, I scoff at the old bases. So why? So tell me why. Just I think they make them better now. Well, they make them better. Take your 73, man. You want to play the 73? You know it. You, you rebuilt my... Get it out. It's a great bass. It's a great bass. Oh, you're just saying that because it's... Oh, it sounds good. What was that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Fender made bad basses. I'm just saying that there's so many basses being made today that are so great. It, it makes complete sense to me that yeah. uh, you know, there's no reason to pay uh, extra thousands for a vintage bass. You know, that doesn't make any sense because, like you say, production quality these days. I think is much better, but the science of building basses is way more advanced. But a good bass is a good bass. You're playing it. No, uh, come on, Howard, or yeah, Doug, whatever. Howard or Doug. Howard or Doug. So different. Four strings. Oh yeah. Can I measure what? I was going to say from the 12th fret, but you already measured. If you measure from the saddle, it's yeah. the same thing. 
Yeah, so from the saddle, from the E to the to the neck, what, that's six and a quarter almost? Six and a half, yeah. Yeah. And on the mark, actually, to the E, it's like five and three quarters. So it's it's closer. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same in the bridge. But the spacing is between three point one. Yeah, it's different. The the Wilkins is sixties, full legit sixties spacing. Very different. Super different sounding. It's just amazing how much that And you rewound that pickup. You Which rewound. One? You rewound the bridge pickup. Oh, okay. Remember, it was dead. It had the what? What do you call it when it gets wet? Interpol corrosion. Interpol corrosion. That's such a rad Moist, name. Moisture gets down in between the magnet and yeah. the wires. Yeah. And it corrodes the 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 uh, coating on the on the copper wire. So when I first got this, it was just non-working. And then also, oh, Doug, that is the badass bridge because it did not have the original bridge. That's the badass bridge from your '78 Music Master. Nice. So I was able to use it. Yeah, it's awesome. So it's. It's an old bridge. It's an old bridge that didn't see much action. It's exactly. Like brand new. It's seen a lot. So that bass sounds really good. But again, the 70s thing is so different even on gigs, man. I've, I've had a few of them. It's, it's, it's great and everything, but it's, yeah, somehow you would think that that's a little pokier when it's back there, but it almost kind of, I don't know, it sometimes gets a little bit lost in the mix when you're listening to yourself sometimes. Okay. I find. So... But I still use it. It sounds and it sounds killer, but it's a little bit different. So yeah, yeah. I like Come on, Howard, play it. <laughs> play it, Howard. Yeah, Doug likes it. I'm not saying it's a bad bass. It's a nice bass, man. Nice <laughs> but then again, compare that compare that to a bass mod built just as good, if not. I mean, it's. I it's mean, I, I take the bass mods based on the road over yeah. this. Oh, absolutely. Because I know that I that thing too. isn't going to fall apart. Right. Well, either fall apart or it's replaceable. Yeah. It's Your replaceable. bass mods is replaceable. This bass is not. I mean, yeah. And granted, I think this bass is a, a good 73 because there are some crappy ones. There's some bad 70s jazz basses. I can't tell you how many old jazz basses and key that, bases that you and see. straps yeah. where the truss rod just doesn't work. Yeah, thankfully this one. You know. Yeah. They, they, just, they just have so many inherent problems. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, in, it's the inconsistencies that true. they had back in those days. Yeah, true. You know? And I think maybe some of, some of them came off the line great and then degraded over the years. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Does the trust run just not turn or it turns and turns and turns and turns? Well, you can turn it and then you get scared that you're going to snap it. Uh, but you, you don't get any relief. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't well, actually work. And the worst thing is when they went to the bullet truss rod on the yeah, the uh, top of the headstock, you know. Oh, man, those things stripped out like crazy yeah. all the time. The it material was, like, was pot metal, just, cheap pot metal. Uh, it would strip out. Yeah. So fortunately, this is a four-bolt neck with a standard. and It's a good one, man. I, I lucked out on this bass. This is a good bass. It really is. Yeah. It's got a nice neck, too. It has a good neck, yeah. Typical thing, but they all have that. All those old players have this high spot in the top, the yeah. top frets. That's so crazy. Gives it character. None of those bases have that. Yeah, yeah. I always find this too on these seventies. You pay an extra thousand dollars for that. So I think they they had to. So did they have to retool to do this spacing? All right. Well, yeah. This bump. What about the bump? But feel here in the neck pocket. Always that thing. All the 70s jazz basses I've ever played, 
That's the template. It has that thing. I don't know. Just one of those things. I'm like, oh, interesting. So, I read somewhere on the internet. Okay. I'll the reason why they moved this pickup back a quarter mm-hmm. of an inch, because if you um, oh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, you know they, they had those covers that covered mm-hmm. the the neck pickup and the bridge bridge and the oh yeah, pickup. the big yeah. Well, the 60s spacing, this pickup was exposed just by a teeny oh. bit. So when CBS took it over, whoever was in charge said, you know, we should move that pickup back. It would be underneath that cover, so it would look nicer. <laughs> there was right. no consideration in like. Yeah. You know, we should experiment and see if we can move that pickup to make it. Because Marcus Miller is going to make him famous. Yeah. He's going to make that come along and. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. So, did you bring anything else? So, that was it. That's it. That was fine. All right. Geeking out. You got anything? So, do you have a, you have a website? No. No? What? No? Okay. No. <laughs> so, if you, want, if you want Howard's pickups, contact the pickups. base. Yeah. Call, the ba- call Steve. Call me. Contact the base hang. We'll, we'll hook you up, man. They're great. You've wound. Many, many a pickup for me, a pickups. So, all right, Steve Araujo. Doug Kappen. Howard only eight. Checking off. Thanks for listening and geeking out with us. Until next time, adios. Alright guys, that does it for this episode of the podcast. Please subscribe. We are on iTunes. Uh, I will definitely post it on thebasshang.com. We are on SoundCloud, so look us up and subscribe because I am putting out these episodes every couple of weeks. And if you guys have any questions or anything, you can email me at caesarsteve at gmail.com and that's C-A-E-S-A-R and then Steve, S-T-E-V-E at gmail.com or you can definitely contact me through YouTube, through Facebook, through Twitter, and through Instagram. So I hope you guys dig it and that was the Bass Hang Podcast. Alright guys, have a good one. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.